0: day 60 of season three, say by the word, uh, the story of the prophets. Uh, we've covered the story of the New Testament in our first season and the entire biblical narrative, you know, in our second season. And we come to the story of the prophets and the story of the prophets is a very significant bridge between, you know, our Old Testaments and our New Testament. Uh, we've captured the heart of God as he has formed Israel for himself. And we've seen our ourselves in Israel as they've constantly rebelled against him and turned away from him. God has been very patient with him, but by the time we come to the prophets, God is is, uh, is judging the nation through uh, the nations surrounding them. And even the nations God uses to judge them will come to nothing. And, and so the message of Isaiah in the beginning of chapter 7 and going through verse 39 is, Why, Israel, would you look to the nations when you could be looking to me? And uh, we're in a particular you know, section from you know, 13, chapters 13 through 24, where God is slowly announcing you know, the destruction of every one of these nations, big and small, those that uh, Israel has envied and those that Israel has feared. Uh, and all of these will you know, come to nothing. And uh, the one thing that remains is God's purposes and his redeeming call to the nations, even in their destruction, to return to him so we come to uh, prophecy against egypt isaiah chapter 19 and always we 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 stop and, and realize what, a, what an amazing gift we have in scripture i mean the nature of scripture is so much more than just you know print on a page or you know or pixels you know against a backlit screen or anything like that it is something that is given to us by god to reveal to his heart and his character his purpose and his desire uh his redemptive nature and the fact that he pursues us uh when we run from him and it's a, it's a beautiful gift to hear his heart and know his heart and he's also given us you know his spirit and by his spirit he ministers his word to our hearts and as you know our your podcast title so beautifully, you know, captures. He he continues to shape us and form us uh, after his own character and after his own image. So before we read, we we always calm our hearts and and come into God's presence, ready to see Him and to know Him and, and to be shaped by Him. So David, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer?
1: Let's pray. And Father, it is so incredible that uh, you've mm-hmm. carried men along to give us your Word. As you spoke through them and and we know your word is not just simply for us to just know facts about you but your word exists to, to shape us and to mold us and to make us um, in, into the image and likeness of Christ So, father help us to truly be a people um, that would be shaped by your word and as we are shaped by your word may our lives um, more and more and more take on um, the characteristics and the ethics of the kingdom as we live as your kingdom people here in this time and, and in this place for your glory and, and our ultimate joy. And we pray this in the name of Jesus.
0: Isaiah chapter 19, prophecy against Egypt. Uh, see, the Lord lies on a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him, and the hearts of the Egyptians melt with fear. I will stir up Egyptian against Egyptian, brother will fight against brother, neighbor against neighbor, city against city, kingdom against kingdom. The Egyptians will lose heart, and I will bring their plans to nothing. They will consult the idols and the spirits of the dead, the mediums and the spiritists. I will hand the Egyptians over to the power of a cruel master, and a fierce king will rule over them, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. The waters of the river will dry up, and the riverbed will be parched and dry. Canals will stink, the streams of Egypt will dwindle and dry up The reeds and rushes will wither Also the plants along the Nile, the mouth of the river Every sown field along the Nile will become part, Will blow away and be no more The fishermen will groan and lament All who cast hooks into the Nile Those who throw nets on the water will pine away Those who work with combed flax will despair The weavers of fine linen will lose hope The workers in cloth will be dejected And all the wage earners will be sick at heart Officials of Zone are nothing but fools. The wise counselors of Pharaoh give senseless advice. How can you say to Pharaoh, I'm one of the wise men, a disciple of ancient kings? Where are you wise men now? Let them show you uh, and make known what the Lord Almighty has planned against Egypt. Officials of Zone have become fools. The leaders of Memphis are deceived. The cornerstones of her people they have led. Egypt astray, the Lord has poured into them a spirit of dizziness. They make Egypt stagger, and all that she does is a drunkard staggers around in his vomit. There is nothing Egypt can do, head or tail, palm or branch, or reed. And that day the Egyptians will become weaklings. They will shudder with fear at the uplifted hand that the Lord Almighty raises against them. And the land of judah will bring terror to the egyptians everyone to whom judah is mentioned will be terrified because of what the lord almighty is planning against them in that day five cities in egypt will speak the language of canaan and swear allegiance to the lord almighty one of them will be called the city of the sun in that day there will be an altar to the lord in the heart of egypt and a monument to the lord at its border It will be a sign and a witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, he will send them a savior and a defender, and he will rescue them. So the Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians, and in that day they will acknowledge, acknowledge the Lord. They will worship with sacrifices and grain offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and keep them. The Lord will strike Egypt with a plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord, and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. In that day, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will go to Egypt and the Egyptians to Assyria. The Egyptians and Assyrians will worship together. In that day, Israel will be third along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. The Lord Almighty will bless them, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. And that year, the supreme commander sent by Sargon, king of Assyria, came to Ashdod and attacked and captured it. That time the Lord spoke through Isaiah, son of Amoz, and said to him, "'Take off the sackcloth from your body and the sandals from your feet.' And he did so, going around stripped and barefoot. Then the Lord said, "'Just as my servant Isaiah has gone stripped and barefoot for three years "'as a sign and a portent against Egypt and Cush, "'so the king of Assyria will lead away stripped and barefoot "'the Egyptian captives and the Cushite exiles.' Young and old, with buttocks bared, to Egypt shame. Those who trusted in Cush and boasted in Egypt will be dismayed and put to shame. And that day the people who live on the coast will see, see what it will say, see what has happened to those who relied on those who fled for help and deliverance from the king of Assyria. How can we possibly escape? Uh, So we have Isaiah running around for three years with his buttocks bared (laughs) in front of the people. And there is kind of a... Uh, there's kind of a, a progression there, you know, with Isaiah and, and with his clothes. He's cast aside his, you know, royal robes, and, and Isaiah was from a higher, you know, classes in, uh, you know, in, in Jerusalem. He's cast aside, you know, the, the the clothing and the trappings of his wealth, and he has put on sackcloth. And now he has cast aside the, the sackcloth, and it runs around, you know, bare, which is showing, you know, exactly what the Assyrian kings would do to that mighty, Nobles, they would reduce them to nothing, take away their fine rubs, and uh, mm-hmm. and make them, you know, parade through the city and for their citizens, absolutely bare and, and, and naked. I'm not sure exactly how naked Isaiah was, and that's really not anything we should be speculating on. It's not what we come to scripture, you know, for. Uh, but you cannot, uh, you can imagine, you know, the embarrassment.
1: Mm-hmm. And you see the entire, all of Egypt, you know, once so mighty, so strong, and you know they had taken israel and and made them slaves and then yet they're just reduced really to nothing as the lord shows up and you know, the idols of the land are trembling and everyone who's toiling on the ground and fishing i mean it's just it's just that kind of fruitless venture and you get some of that coming out of the garden you know or work was a pleasure and work was done um to the glory of god and now it's just become this 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 drag and, and and so we see the kind of continuation of that and but there is, you know, a time of flourishing and, and, and restoration coming. Yeah, and of
0: course, Egypt's You know, wealth is built around the Nile. The fishing, you know, we mentioned the fishing industry coming from the Nile. The agricultural, you know, uh, ministry, you know ag- agricultural, you know, coming from the Nile. The flax and the weaver, and uh, those, you know, the, those who fish and, and the while, you know, the Nile, which had been, you know, an incredible blessing to them, would actually be dried up and just a stench mm-hmm. in, in the land. And you can't see a greater reversal of fortune, you know, from this you know river that was, you know, a source of life and wealth to a river that's a source of just rancor and stench. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, what a, a great contrast, you know. What was once mm-hmm. a, a sign of life has become a sign of death, you know. And in judgment, and, and that's one of the things I love about reading the prophets is the imagery, you know, they use to. You see, the Lord rides on a swift cloud coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before Him, and the hearts of the Egyptians. Melt Isaiah is not
0: lacking in vividness, and no, in, 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 in his portraits and in his poetry. And, and we're reminded that all of this really is is poetry. As you see it in your yeah. English Bible, you'll see the meters that are kind of uh, you know laid out you know for you. And this is a wonderful piece of literature, vivid in its writing and its images, and, and rich in its theology. It's. it's What a masterful work of Hebrew.
2: And you like, you know, uh, you see that phrase quite a bit that Isaiah likes to use, in that day. You know, and sometimes in that day is a day of destruction, a day of judgment will come. But then there's also in that day a day of restoration or a day of salvation. And and we get to the end of chapter 19, and in that day... You see a day of great peace where, where right. God has mm. finally, you know, fulfilled the the covenant to Abraham that Abraham will be a blessing to all nations, and now we see this. You know, the nations coming, and you have these nations that at this point, the Egyptians and Assyrians, those are enemies. You know, I mean, those are you could say at this point, this is Israel's greatest enemies.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, no, but not everybody's greatest enemies. Yeah. I mean, these guys at whims would sweep through. Uh, so you have, you know, you have Assyria in the north as a mighty power, you know, the which will later be conquered, you know, Babylon and the Medes and the Persians and the Greeks and then the Romans. But anyway, and then you have Egyptian, the Egyptians in the south. And, and there was a highway yeah. in that day, the king's highways, but that highway was a highway of destruction. Mm. Every time these two powers, you know, were feeling full of themselves, they would travel down that highway and reap destruction. There will be a highway in in that day, which is a highway of worship, yeah. that leads everybody uh, not to Jerusalem to conquer Jerusalem, but to Jerusalem to you know, worship her yes. God, and it's it's an incredible. There are a lot of nice little phrases here, you know. The reference to plagues uh, that not uh, that don't lead to hardness of heart, we'll you know, as that. the initial plagues did, mm-hmm. but lead to repentance and healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know that's God's you know, purpose in what He does in judgment, you know, to lead us, you know, to repentance, and, and to healing. It's also an incredibly curious reference in that day. Israel will be third. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, Israel would you know see themselves as the first among the nations in the restoration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do you see God, you know, having a heart, you know, for for. The enemies of Israel, as much as he does for Israel, reminded of you know whenever Joshua went into the Promised Land and the uh, you know the angel appeared to him and he said, "Are you for us or for our enemies?" And neither I'm you know uh, I am for the Lord. And and you see this and you see you know just an incredible you know value of Egypt and incredible value of Syria. You know and God's restorative work is not just for israel but to bless nations through israel
1: yeah Yeah, i love that line that they would be a a blessing on the earth you know and seeing all the reversals that have happened they've kind of made war and now they're a blessing and and there's always that theme of reversal that we see a lot of times and Mm -hmm. obviously the same theme carries over into the new testament and jesus talks often about you want to exalt yourself you'll be humbled but Mm -hmm. if you humble yourself you'll be exalted and and that just being one of those ethics of the kingdom, the, the humble entrance into the kingdom, and the the humble life it it seeks to to create and produce in its people. Yeah, and,
0: and interestingly enough, in the first you know, few centuries of the life of the church, uh, Egypt did become a, ch- a center, you know, for the church. A lot of the uh, texts we have from the New Testament have come from uh, are, are called Alexandrian texts. They come from you know that that area where there really was. You know, and, and there's kind of, you know, a couple of you know things that have happened. Uh, one, you know, it begins by saying, you know, God will come riding in on the clouds. And that was, uh, you know, the Egyptian you know, storm god Seth. That was the image they always painted of him. Mm-hmm. And then the other is that there will be, you know, five cities. One of them will be called the city of the sun. And, and of course, that was the central, you know, the central god of Egypt was uh, you know Ra, the sun god, and they did have an mm-hmm. entire city devoted to the worship Ra, but that we converted, you know, converted to him, and so there's kind of a sense, you know, that uh, God is saying these other gods were were simply imposters. I am, mm-hmm. you know, the true reigning one and, and the exalted one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a fun prophecy all the way through. Cindy, so, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No,
1: I don't mind. Father, thank you for. Um your word, and thank you for um, once again seeing you working in the lives of people and in a nation. Um, and Father, you're very intentional in how you um, work your hand of what feels like destruction, but then you also um, turn this around into a healing. And Father, thank you for that work. Thank you for the work that you provide in our own hearts through the gift of Christ. Um, And we thank you for that ultimate healing as well. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.